Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. I'm your host, Van Iveson, and we're continuing our journey through our annual read, Daily in His Presence by Andrew Murray, where we continue the theme of the month, The Secret of Intercession, where we become more aware of the solemn duty, the great privilege, and the wonderful power of intercessory prayer. And today's focus is unceasing intercession. Our text is 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, and Paul writes, pray continually. That's it. That's the verse. Pray continually. So what does it mean to pray continuously or to pray without ceasing, as some translators put it? Does it mean that in every waking moment of our lives, we have to pray? I mean, can anyone really do that? Well, I think it has two components. To pray continually has two components. The first one is to be God conscious. To pray continuously is to have this awareness of the presence of God. It is always conscious of everything in relation and reference to God. It's to see something happen and relate it to God. It's to hear about something and relate it to God. It's to watch something and relate it to God. It's to consider everything with God consciousness. Brother Lawrence was probably the best at this. Brother Lawrence lived in a Camelite monastery in the 17th century, but he was not a religious professional. Uh, he wasn't that, that kind of monk. He was one of the laymen who lived alongside the monks. While he participated in some of the religious disciplines, he largely provided just support for the religious community. However, even in the kitchen, uh, he practiced the presence of God. In fact, when he died, uh, a group of people compiled some interviews and some letters in a brief book called The Practicing of the Presence of God. He practiced the presence of God in every aspect of his life. He brought God in every moment of his life. So to pray continuously, as Brother Lawrence did, is not to stop periodically throughout your day to go to God, but rather inviting him into our lives and space in every moment. It's to look at the world, our world, with a set of glasses, a set of lens, God glasses. As the great German uh, philosopher Heigl said, reading the morning newspaper is the realest morning prayer. See, one orients one's attitude towards the world either by God or by what the world is. The former gives us much security and the, as the latter In one, it shows where we really stand. See, we can look at the news globally, locally, and even personally and see the way the world is, disconnected from God, which leads to hopelessness, isolation, and anger. Or we can look at the world how God views it. Then it leads us to not helplessness or anger or isolation, but towards intercessory prayer. Why? Because we not only are aware of the presence of God, but the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can imagine. So the first component to praying continuously is to be God conscious, to be aware of his presence and invite him in every aspect, in every moment, in every time in our lives throughout our day. The second thing that continuously, continuous prayer leads us is to be people conscious. See, it's seeing people in relation to God, not just our circumstances, but to God. It's to meet a person or, or bump into someone or have interaction with someone and consider how they relate to God. It's about praying and interceding for all people and praying for all saints 
Oftentimes, Paul would write letters to churches and would think of them and intercede for them. He, he would think of them and by his prayers of intercession, gather them up and place them in the throne of God. He, he prayed for the church of Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So the church of Colossae in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, he says, for this reason, also, since the day we heard of this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. To Timothy and to the church he pastored, Paul says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, and intercession and thanksgiving be made to all people for kings and those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. So when you hear bad news about someone, it should lead us to intercessory prayer. When, when someone gossips to you about someone else, do you entertain it, the conversation? No, it should be a prompt for intercessory prayer. Now, what I'm not saying is masking prayer requests just to get juicy gossip. Like, tell me how I can pray for that person and secretly just want to be nosy. No, that, that's not what intercessory prayer should do or lead us to. Or how about this? When you drive and you see a terrible accident on the road, fire trucks, ambulance on scene, do you just think, oh, too bad they died. I feel bad for their families. Or do you wonder, did they know Christ? The more our minds are dominated by the presence of Christ, the more we see people in light of God the way they are. When, when Paul sees the world and the circumstances, he sees an opportunity to pray because of his relationship to God. To pray continuously is to be God conscious. After all, God has given us Christians a mission, and that mission changes the way that we see the world and the way that we see people. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In fact, he says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. All of this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And because of what Paul said, because of that reality, Paul says in verse 16, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. In other words, we, we don't see the world the way it is. We don't see how it used to be, used to be. Paul saw people in essentially two categories, reconciled to God and those not reconciled to God. The, the normal categories of rich and poor, white or black, Republican or Democrat, educated or blue collar simply do not apply. There are only those who know Christ and those who don't. In 1912, when the Titanic sank, news who, who survived and who hadn't came back and came flooding in multiple streams. And people were wondering, did my loved ones, are, are they still alive? Are, are, they, are they dead? Are they missing? Have they been found or have they been lost? And to keep track of the survivors of, for the families, a gigantic chalkboard was set up in downtown London with two columns, saved and lost. As news trickled in, names would be written on one of the two columns. You see, going into that ship, what may have mattered was what class of society a person was from. Are you the Leonardo DiCaprio's or are you the Kate Winslet 
of society. But on that day, all that mattered was which side of the ledger was your name on. See, for Paul, he was so God-conscious. Because he prayed continually, he was God-conscious. And as he interacted with the people in his world, he was also conscious about others and their need for Christ, which compelled him to action, which compelled him to pray continuously for people. And if we believe the gospel, we can never see other people the same way again. And if we believe the gospel and we believe and are aware of God's presence in everyday aspects of our lives, it should lead us to intercessory prayer. It should lead us to unceasing prayer. As Andrew Murray puts it, to the former Christians, the command to pray continually is simply a needless and impossible life of perfection. They can't go to heaven without it. To the true believer, however, it holds the promise of the highest happiness of a life crowned by all the blessings that can be brought down on souls through intercession. So here's what Murray's saying, that intercessory prayer and unceasing prayer is not this duty that we have to remind ourselves, oh, we have to go to God but rather it's an invitation to the blessings of God that can come forth through prayer from the hand of God to other people. When we come to grips of the call of intercessory prayer in our lives, it's not an obstacle in our daily life, but it's an opportunity. It's not an injunction that we have to, but it's an invitation. So may we be aware of the presence of God in our everyday aspect of life, And may it lead to intercessory prayer and continual prayer for others. Let's pray our guided prayer for today. Father, help me to be a faithful steward in the service of your kingdom. Give me strength to surrender myself wholly to you. Amen. Thanks so much for making Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you would take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.